Thank you for joining us. God loves his children. He protects, provides, guides, forgives, and so much more. Therefore, he deserves our trust, praise, glory, honor, obedience, and so much more. Yet we often grieve our Lord by turning from him to do things our way rather than turn to him in obedience. And what does God do? He gives us what we don't deserve, his love, grace, and mercy. He continues to teach and develop us, and he is always available to us. The question is, when will we always be available to him? Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. No church can expect revival when her leadership is carnal, when her leadership is fleshly, when her leadership is sinful, when her leadership is manipulative, when her leadership is uh, unspiritual, uh, when her leadership sows discord, when there are hidden agendas being promoted, when leadership seeks self-promotion. We can't expect revival. There's only calamity and mess in the church. When the leadership of the church repents and turns to Christ, she will follow their lead. The church will follow and do the same, which results in a healthy, well-balanced church that glorifies Christ and make much of Christ. The king of Nineveh passed the edict and proclaimed a fast for the entire nation. Verse 7 says, and he calls it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, let neither man nor beast, herd or flock, taste anything, not even a cracker, not even a peanut. I know some of y'all would have slipped your hand in the jaw. Do not let them eat. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do not let them eat. What if I said today, but for the benediction, y'all, we're going to take a fast and none of you can eat anything the rest of the day. Some of you leave the church. (laughs) Especially if I told you, and don't drink water. Wait a minute, I got to have water. I got to take my pills. I got to do this. I got to do that. What if the leadership of our nation passed such an edict and proclaimed a fast for all of America today? If such an edict were passed today, there would be an outcry from civil, civil liberties advocates saying, you cannot do this because of separation of church and state. Peter, that organization, would also protest to protect the interests of animals, which were also put on a fast. Even Lassie could not eat a drink. <laughs> but this is exactly what America needs today. And God is sending warning signs to her that we must repent lest we receive judgment from Almighty God. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The signs are all around us. Behold the destructiveness of political correctness. Behold rampant abortion in the womb and outside the womb. Behold gender confusion. 
Behold earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and wildfires and mass shootings all over our nation. And the horrific terrorist attack against our nation when the Twin Towers and the Pentagon were hit and thousands of lives lost 18 years ago on September 11, 2001. Have you so soon forgotten Yet America is so quick to forget and is absolutely clueless about her spiritual condition and is ripe for imminent judgment unless she repents and returns to the Lord. Isaiah chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 says, Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. I don't want to see them. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. The question I pose to you today, beloved, is why do people refuse to repent and return to God? That's a legitimate question. There's not some people, well, who he think he is? Why do people refuse to repent and turn to God? Why are people so blatantly arrogant against God? A, they don't even believe God. (laughs) They can say whatever they want to God, act any kind of way, be the biggest fool on this side of the Mississippi River because they don't even believe there is a God. Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. They won't repent because they reject God. They they don't want anything. Don't tell me about God. I'm God. That's what they'll tell you. Okay. John chapter 1 verse 11 says, He came, the Lord Jesus, He came to His own, the Jewish people. And his own did not receive him. He was rejected. And he was despised by humanity. The king and the Ninevites in this text believed God. They believed God. That's a marvelous um, billboard. I was on my way uh, uh, to eat lunch with a certain member of the church and We were riding down Interstate 410. I look up there and I saw the the billboard said, think God. I thought that was pretty good. But as far as I'm concerned, it still wasn't good enough because I told the person I was riding with, what God? Think God? What God? (laughs) You know, it'd been different if they said, think the Lord Jesus Christ, but, but think God. Their God could be a cat. Matter of fact, some people have made their cats and dogs gods. They sleep and tuck them in. Not in their own little doggy house. Right there next to them and they, they become their security blanket. You know, you take them shopping. You, you take them here and there. You pick every flea off of them. Then that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's, I'm, not, I'm not against animals. Y'all say he's always talking about animals. We had a dog named Precious, and that dog wouldn't die. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she lived to be 16 years old. It ended up being, as many of you, our responsibility. We had to take care of the dog. That dog, if she finally got tuckered out, but she wasn't a problem. She just got old. But, uh, but she had her place. We didn't uh, mistreat her. We didn't abuse her. We took her to PetSmart and these places and all that. But that dog did not reign over our lives. Look how quiet it got now. Now, some of y'all going to stop out here because I'm saying God comes before your dog. People come before your dog. Huh? God comes before animals. God comes before your house. As a matter of fact, God comes before your family because without God, you wouldn't have your family. So the people of Nineveh believed God. Do you believe God today? B, people refuse to repent because of their pride and self-righteousness. They refuse to repent because of their pride and self-righteousness. The Ninevites believe God. Whereas today, people refuse to repent because of their pride and self-righteousness. They do not view themselves as sinners nor see a need to repent. Beloved, if you refuse to view yourself as a sinner, you will not see a need for salvation. Romans chapter 10 verse 3 says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. You don't create your own way to heaven. You can't create your own righteousness. You you have to receive the righteousness of Christ through the shed blood of Jesus Christ alone. See, people do not repent because they love their sins. They like what they do. They love what they do. They are actually addicted to what they do. So they get carried away by the mundane things of this world. They love the world and the things in it. The Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 20 says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light. And does not come to the light. Lest his deeds should be exposed. When you start living for Christ. People are either going to be drawn to you. Or they're going to run away from you. They'll not be neutral with you. You got that? Because of Christ. They'll be drawn to you. They'll run from you. But they'll not remain neutral with you. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. People love their sins. Don't mess with me. It feels good. Let me have it my way. And you'll send yourself straight to hell. D, people refuse to repent because of their rebellion and hardness of heart. They refuse to repent because of their rebellion. And hardness of heart. Romans chapter 2 verse 5 says, But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Rebellion and hardness of the heart. Smart people, intellectuals, 
scientists and people in the medical profession. It seems like the more education that they get, the, the more prone they are to deny God. Many become educated fools. As a matter of fact, of uh, the psalmist says in Psalms 14.1, a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And you can see all of what we see and witness all of what we witness. When you can look at the, the structure of the eye or the birthing process, uh, the, the anatomy and how it, the functionality of it, you can only conclude that there is a God. Now, let me transition. What are the consequences of not repenting? What are the consequences of not repenting? There are consequences. A, where there is no repentance, there is no salvation. Did you get that? Where there is no repentance, there is no what? No salvation. You say, how do you know that? Well, what the scripture says. It says in Mark 1.15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. See how they are uniquely linked together. What are the consequences of not repenting? B, uh, beloved, apart from repentance, there is no forgiveness of sin. Apart from Repentance, there is no forgiveness of sins. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says, repent therefore and be converted. You cannot be converted apart from repentance. It's telling God, I have sinned against you. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, save me out of my wretchedness and my depravity. I turn from my sins, my selfishness, my evil ways. I turn from all of that rubbish to my Savior who alone can redeem me and emancipate me. Repent, therefore, and be converted, transformed, that your sins may be blotted out, wiped out. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When you live right, God will refresh you. When you repent, God will refresh you. When you seek God, he will refresh you. He will bless you. Then see, if you refuse to repent, you will perish. Man, that gets even worse. If you refuse to repent, you will what? Perish. Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Perish. You without excuse. You say, why do you preach so hard? Why do you give us so many scriptures? Because I don't want your blood on my hands. You can't, you, you're not getting me in trouble with God. Uh, when you stand before God, uh, he's going to take, well, that preacher Draper that you had as your pastor, he told you the truth and he gave you scriptures to substantiate it, but you chose not to believe. Why? There is a day of reckoning before God. There's a coming day of judgment before God. There's a coming day of accountability before God. We all will stand before God and give an account now let's go back into the text. Number five. How do you know when genuine revival has come? You know that 
true revival has come when there is an inner longing and a deep desire for God's people to cry out to him and turn from their wicked ways. You know that true revival has come when there is an inner longing and a deep desire for God's people to cry out to him and turn from their wicked ways. Jonah chapter 3 verse 10 says, when God saw, I love that, you know God sees everything. That's nothing that goes unseen by God. He's an all-seeing God. He's an everywhere present God. When God saw that they had done what, what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, God changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Beloved, genuine revival cannot come until we recognize and acknowledge our sins before God, crying out to him for repentance and immediately stop and return from our evil ways. You acknowledge to God your sins. You stop. You turn from your wickedness to Christ and mean business with God and he will have mercy on you. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, there it is, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. God's people have some wicked ways. That's why the church can't set the standard in the world. As a matter of fact, the the. Uh, the, the world ought to look at the church and see what righteousness looked like. The, the, the world ought to be able to look at the church and get a good glimpse of what the kingdom of God should look like. The world should look at the church and see what the standard of holiness is really like. But sadly, many in the church have not turned from their own wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 1 John 1.9 also says, If we confess our sins. You know that word confess means, that word confess means to agree with God about our sins. To agree, confess is to, It means literally to agree with God about our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. Don't you know God is faithful? And just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Since all of us have sinned by words, we've all sinned by thoughts. We've all sinned by unrighteous deeds and actions. Then we all need to repent We all need to confess and renounce our sins so that all of us can live holy, so that all of us can live to please and glorify God. In closing, beloved, today is a great day. It's a mighty good day to repent of the sins of lying. Today is a good day to repent of the sin of cheating. Today is a great day to repent of the sin of stealing, profanity. There are some saints that will cuss at a moment's notice. Stop saying you're a Christian if you're cussing all over the place. You're misrepresenting God. Ask God to wash your mouth, which is indicative of the fact that your heart needs to be washed. 
Because when your heart has been changed, you talk right. It's a good day to turn from your drugs, to turn from sexual immorality, to turn from premarital sex. This is a mighty great day to turn from adultery and homosexuality. It is a great day to turn from lust and greed and idolatry. It's a great day to turn from hate and racial prejudice. It's a great day to turn from bitterness. We must also repent of selfishness and gossip, negativity and a judgmental spirit. We must repent of slander and laziness and procrastination, putting things off. We must repent of jealousy and sensual attire, wearing things that arouse people. Amen? Don't look at me. That's right. You know when you you got something on that's subject to arouse somebody. We must repent of ill motives and bad attitudes. I don't understand how you can come to church with a bad attitude, but many manage to do so. Before you get out that car, you, you ought to say, God, straighten up my attitude right now. It's not right. I just had it out with my spouse. Uh, my baby's just uh, messed up on me. Or whatever, and and God will straighten your attitude out. Matter of fact, you can't worship God with a bad attitude. You can't worship God with a judgmental spirit. Today is a mighty good day to repent of an angry spirit. Some of you are too angry. You are angry about everything. You are angry because things are just not going your way. You are angry because God took your child, your health. You're angry because it seems like you're making one step forward and three steps backwards. You're angry because of unfulfilled goals. You're angry because your children have betrayed you, won't even talk to you, won't even text after you've given them your all. You're angry because you can't seem to get out of debt that you put yourself in. Like the king and the Ninevites, will you believe God today? Will you believe God to do great things through you today? Will you trust Christ alone for salvation? Will you come to Jesus today so that he can save your soul, cleanse your life And make you spiritually whole. But the real question is my friends. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? God can do what psychologists can't do. God can do what therapy can't do. God can do what counseling can't do. God can do what yoga can't do. God can do with exercise. Now go on and exercise. Don't come stiff and arthritic. Go on and do all those things. I'm not saying, who he's saying, don't swim, don't exercise, don't get on the bike. I'm not saying that. Keep those muscles going. But God is bigger than your muscles. You want to keep thinking, ask God to keep your mind. That's right. I like that song that says, I woke up this morning with my mind. What? 
from Jesus. And then a little later on in that verse, it says, it ain't no harm to keep your mind. <laughs> Stay on Jesus. I'm walking and talking with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God is on the throne and I believe him with every breath of my body. I want to exit this world believing God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength because nobody can do me like Jesus. And all God's children said, God bless you. Let's pray. And Father, thank you for this word. It is high time to preach. And there is indeed a famine of the word in your church. There are believers under the sound of my voice that are shaky, unstable. They're transient, church to church to church. And sometimes they think if they just change churches that their lives will be made better when the issue is, it's a heart condition. They take that same old sinful baggage to the next location and become problematic in the next church. I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be a spiritual awakening amidst your people. That people would desire holiness and righteousness, repentance. That people would love what you love and hate what you hate. That people would stand if they have to stand alone with you. You are more than the whole world against them. Oh God, let revival come to each of us. To me, to the church, to the leadership, to the coordinators, to the children, to marriages, to singles, to fathers. To husbands and wives and mothers. To the widows and widowers. Father let revival come. May we be grief stricken over our sins. Change our hearts oh God. Help us to get sick of ourselves. And become so desperately that we cry out. Jesus help me. Have mercy on me Jesus. The name of Jesus we pray And all God's children said If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching Or would like to hear this message in its entirety Please visit www.maranathasa.org Where you will find an archive of audio messages Service times, directions to the church Upcoming events and much more You can also reach us at 210-821-5683 Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.